Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Hunt Lifty Podcast. I'm your host Luke, here in Rome, Georgia at the Mountain Archery Fest with a bunch of the HLE team members. We've got Chad, Cole, Roger, I think Perry's going to jump on. We might hear a little bit from Carter too. We've got big crew out here. We're partnering with MAF. Uh, we ran our first inaugural, uh, I guess inaugural means first, but uh, the Hunt Lift Deep Mountain Fitness Challenge. It was a physical training event we did on the front end of uh, the Saturday shoot. Turnout was not great, but the guys that did come out had a good time, and we uh, we got after some some physical fit, fitness and some, some training, and did some shooting, and and it's been awesome so far. So we're just gonna kind of give a rundown of what this weekend's looked like, and kind of culminate it with uh, Cole having a lucky horseshoe shoved up his ass, and how that that's gone. <laughs> so, Chad, why don't you uh, you got the, the old gift of gab? Why don't you start us off on what this weekend's been and you know what you've been into well for me it was just good to see everybody again that's what i really enjoy is just hanging out with all you guys some of y'all for the first time roger and cole's first time i've met you guys um i was so excited i pulled up and i got here about two hours before luke and garrett ever got here and they just had no sense of urgency to come see me so i just rode around checked this whole place out this is a beautiful property that they got it on unfortunately it's also a very long walk on every one of the courses but uh, you get your miles in really well. But um, as far as everybody else goes around here, the math guys are great. A lot of the other vendors are great. We met a lot of people that we will probably carry with us for the you know the rest of our life, and especially during our hunting careers and everything. But um, as far as shooting, the biggest thing that I got out of it was being able to shoot a 3D course for the first time and then introducing Cole to archery. So what do you think about that, Cole? <laughs> it's, this is, uh, you guys weren't lying when it's a slippery slope. It's um, it's it's fun. It's it's something new. Um, not that I I was content with you know my rifle or anything. It was just something I wanted to do, and and I'm so glad that I've got y'all, uh, the team members here with HLE, just to help me out. Yeah, it's been cool just watching you guys. Like I've kind of had to sit on the back seat one because I didn't prepare anything with my bow or arrows and. Other just kind of running the booth and trying to network, and you guys running the course and just watching you guys on the practice range, Chad taking Cole out. Like, the conversation was funny. Like we were all sitting there having beers, and came up that Cole never shot a bow, and Chad was like, "Get your ass up! We're going to the <laughs> walk down to the practice range," and immediately just started rolling. And Cole shanked one or two, and then just got dialed in and started just driving tacks. And uh, probably shoots better than I do at this point, so it's it's been awesome. And he then, shot better than me on the course that he walked. So, <laughs> yeah. So we told him he he got so confident doing the thirty and the fifty that he was like, uh, "Y'all care if I shoot the course tomorrow?" I'm like, "Yeah, duh, <laughs> please come." Outshot me. Um, probably outshot Roger. Roger was also shooting with somebody else's bow because yeah. you think Luke was unprepared. Roger didn't even bring his bow. <laughs> yeah, about an hour and a half away from the house, and Rod. Crap. How do you forget your bow on the way to an archery shoot? The most important piece of gear. <laughs> sitting, in the the house. sitting in the driveway right now. <laughs> Somebody picked it off yeah. the curb. Oh, I didn't know it was trash day. <laughs> <laughs> and then in comes Perry. There he is. Yeah, Roger was running Perry's bow, and Perry's got significantly less arrows than he showed up with now. <laughs> 40 <laughs> targets, three arrows lost. Yeah. <laughs> and significantly longer arms. But it worked. Yeah. We made it work. Yep. Is this your first shoot, Roger? It is. First one. It was really fun. Yeah. And it, 
it's one of those uh i think the environment also helps get you just sucked in and now it's like this is what i'm gonna do mm-hmm. go home get make sure i always bring the bow <laughs> but do more of these because on top of just the the courses are phenomenal the the way the targets are set up the distances are great but the environment's the best being around your buddies a little bit of trash talk but also helping each other just get better <laughs> a little for, bit a little bit eh. it's incessant <laughs> our little bit is you know it ain't that bad well, even after like the fifth or sixth um round that we shot yesterday on the first course that we took Cole out on, then he starts talking shit. Yeah. Just in the middle of it. <laughs> yeah. I think I think after I think the fourth target was like a caribou, but it was down a hill in between in between some trees. Mm-hmm. And Cole walked up and he said, oh, shit. And we all shoot and then I just look back and I'm like, you ready, Cole? And he's like, <laughs> shit. <laughs> <laughs> got a little sporty on that yeah, one. Yeah, got got a little sporty. It mm-hmm. was uh First, I didn't know this was y'all's first time doing a 3D course, you know, so that yeah. that makes me feel a little better um, that we're all kind of getting after it at the same time, you know, uh, you know, going out there just having fun and, and learning new things. Um, but, yeah, the some of the shots were, were pretty cool. Um, but after, yeah, after that fourth or fifth one, Garrett looked at me and was like, hey, you need to boost up your confidence. He's just like, quit, you know, kind of standing in the back. He's like, get up there, get after it. You know, if you mess up, yeah, we're going to give you shit about it. But, hey, we're, we're going to work on it. So. So then he steps up, no ranges. And, uh, well, actually, that was towards the end. But he did step up, no range, shot first or second on a bull elk and just 12 ranges. Just nailed it. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, it's. Math does a great job at, I think, their target. One, the, the atmosphere is awesome. It's very, like family community the socials doing the events like that's what and, and you know i would tell people like if you come to a math event hang around like don't just shoot and leave like come to like vendor village and like hang out hang out in the evening camp on site and like you just meet some awesome people that are going to really be able to help you grow in the sport and with networking and, and just everything in general it's just it's been great and so uh but the way everybody that I've talked to, when they come off the course, like a lot of guys, they they did some other shoots around the area that have come through, and they're just like, man, just how they set the targets, you know, the the arraignment, the the challenging shots, and then the targets themselves are just cool. Like it's cool to shoot a was it a boa constrictor in a tree, like <laughs> yeah, you know, like the the exotics course, and they've got the the Pope and Young world record course, and there's just some crazy shots on some of these. I think the carbon course what's that it started out at like 144 or something yeah, that first shot. Yeah. yeah it's just cool like because you're it's the type of thing that's going to challenge you because you're not going to do that necessarily on your own yeah. and you're getting put into situations where you some of them are a little unrealistic for hunting right like I, i'd like i'm never going to take a 144 shot on a on something over over a pond with a bow but it does put you in a position to take a shot that's a little more challenging that just helps you with your confidence in that hunting situation more so than just shooting your target in the backyard. Shooting high angle, shooting low angle, up a hill, down a hill, standing in kind of a weird position. Like, you maybe don't have that perfect broadside open shot, shooting between trees. Like, we don't really practice that way most of the time. We're shooting in your backyard, shooting in your garage, whatever. At the archery range, you're not shooting amongst trees. So there's a lot of training value into coming to these types of shoots and, and getting boots on the ground and well, shout out to Brandon for, for setting this up. And like you said, 
the the shot, especially on the western course, when you're shooting up a hill and you're not able to stay in that perfect broadside and you're having to like put one leg up on a log and look up and shoot like almost at a like a sixty degree angle. It's it's tough, but it puts you in those situations where one day it might be like that. You know? Um but probably the funnest one that he had on there, there was two pigs. So one was probably at like thirty five and the front one was at twenty, but it's on a zip line and you have to pull it and it flies across the course and you shoot it while it's moving. That's badass. So a twenty yard flying pig, definitely the most right. ridiculous. It was fun one. though, but and then I felt bad because you know Perry lost an arrow. Well, I lost Perry. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, Cole, you missed that 20-yard flying pig. Yeah. That would have been the way to go. But then, like, even the angle shots were great, but the way they positioned them where you had to shoot, threading them through trees, you know, kind of a realistic scenario. You're either spot stalking, and you only have this window of opportunity to take the shot. I thought it was pretty cool. And it ups your game, definitely. And then, and then, like the the distance was was fun for me because I've just started shooting out to 100 this past week. So third shot on the exotic course, 100 yard zebra, made me feel good because it was a big target. But I did. I mean, I was probably three inches below a heart shot, so it made me feel really good. But yesterday, we walk out to that field and we look out, and there's that little antelope, very small <laughs> target, and it's at 100 yards. And uh, that have you ever shot to 100, Perry? Dude, that was my first time ever shooting. At 100, period. Wow. <laughs> My sight tape goes up to 80. You know, you just, just kind of winged it? Got a single oh, yeah. single pin. So I, I, you know, maxed out my sight tape and and just felt it, you know, put the top of the bubble right on the top of the back and just barely clipped the belly of that antelope. I mean, that was... Man. He still hit it, though. We heard that thump. We yeah. Like, yeah. So on a single <laughs> pin, if you go down to like 80 or 85, usually there's a decent amount of gap between the top of your pin and your bubble uh-huh. and you can put your bubble on it a lot of times gotcha. and then you'll get to that 100 that 110 range maybe but it still doesn't make it any easier yeah and a lot of people with single single pin sliders they'll keep rolling it down and they won't be thinking about well eventually you got to stop because your arrow the top of your fletching will hit when it goes and it'll wing it up and you'll actually end up shooting over and you're like well man i shot far no you didn't your arrow hit your sight whenever you're whenever you're releasing because you're rolling your slider down too far. But uh, that's why I, I was looking at the whole time exactly how far I could get the maximum <laughs> amount of it, and I did the same thing, clip the belly. So, but that was real. That was real fun. Yeah, that was awesome, man. And Perry just completely waxed us on the world record course. Oh, absolutely. That sounds about <laughs> just right. Just ringing it. It was fun, man. First 3D shoot ever. I mean, like you guys said, it, the, that world record course was sweet. Just seeing, seeing those animals. You know, we walked up on that typical whitetail, 204 inches killed Ugh. in the 60s in Illinois, and you just look at that yeah. thing, and man, that that world record course was a blast. I mean, huge shout out to these guys that that set these courses up. You know, I don't know shit about 3D shooting. It's the first time I've ever done it. Yeah, but Same. it was man, it just felt, it felt like these guys. The attention to detail that they put into designing these courses, you know, you you could tell it was there. So, the world record course, what we what we keep talking about here, the first one we took Cole on, it's not a hard course. A lot of people would hear that and think, "Wow, that's probably not the one that I want to go for right. as a beginner." It was actually the perfect one yes. for a beginner. Yeah, most of the shots were under sixty, 
I mean, really, there's only like three that went out that far. I think it was 62, 63 was the yeah. farthest. And that's because we backed up. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and, <laughs> and those further shots were on generally the bigger targets. It was the elk, mm-hmm. the moose. Yeah. You know. So the reason why it's called the world record course for all you guys listening, they took animals that have been taken and have set records and that are still holding a lot of them are uh, the record currently. And what they did was they tried to they, they took the foam and they made the animal almost to scale. Some of it scaled down, obviously. Right. But what they did was the racks that they had on them, the, the horns and the antlers, are to scale for what they shot. And like Perry said, walking up on that white tail, something for us, Ooh. shoots in the southeastern yeah. region, and you see that thing. The two hundred four. Yeah. No. Yeah. And you're sitting there, you're sitting there at that shot, and you're like, man, what what would I be thinking if I had this two hundred inch deer in front of me? At you know thirty three yards or whatever, and you got to sit there and control your breathing and execute a good shot. And it's like, it was just. Luckily, the shenanigans the night before had us shaken enough to, to replicate a scene <laughs> like that for sure. It's called training. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what it was. And then so y'all didn't get a chance to shoot the exotics course. No, no. But me and Garrett did the first day, and so what that is, it's just first of all the shots are kind of exotic. <laughs> definitely the way it's set up and it's probably i don't know how long the carbon course is but that was a long, lot of walking and it was just me and garrett walking and it was shooting through as quick as we can it still took us almost three hours so mm. it took us just as long as we did the world record course in with seven people shooting or five or six however many it was but the exotics course is animals that we will never see around here obviously unless somebody lets their pet out but like third shot 100 yard zebra and then the bow constrictor in the uh, tree, that was crazy. And then there's one, it was like a huge eagle or something, and it's hanging from the tree. And when you shoot, like I shot it first and I turned it. My arrow made it turn. And then Garrett had to shoot it at a different angle. So <laughs> props to Brandon on setting everything oh, yeah. up. And then what do you think about the the Western course? Dude, it was that was a blast. That was way more challenging. Like I said, the world record course was was awesome, but you know, it was not it was not the most challenging course here. I don't know what was that was the only two I shot was the was the world record in the western. The western course put me in positions that I've literally never practiced in before, having never done a 3D shoot and you know just where I bow hunted here in North Carolina, Virginia primarily, you know the southeast, taking a 70-yard shot at that steep of an incline or decline. Yeah. And you know we were talking with uh with Rick, it was like there was one of those shots where there was probably a 40-foot gain in elevation mm-hmm. over 70 yards. And I've literally, you know, never taken a shot like that, never practiced a shot like that. So having to make that adjustment and like is, is challenging. It pushes you. And Roger lost an arrow. We lost a few arrows on that one. Yeah. But, yeah. you know. On the 100-yard antelope. Shit happens. First time ever taking that shot. It was, it's fun. Even losing the arrows, it's like, man, that sucks. I got some work to do, but – it is so much fun. I do it all over. He says as he's losing other people's arrows. That's true. I do <laughs> yeah. owe Perry. Like, I told him I'm going to buy him a dozen arrows just for losing three because I felt really terrible. <laughs> makes it easier when you're, when you're shooting someone else's shit. <laughs> Especially when Chad's like, hey, you want to take a 70-yard shot on a quartered pronghorn? Why not? So I lost Perry's two arrows, arrows on that. <laughs> and then the, the worst shot that I missed was 40 yards on a – goat just broadside yeah just <laughs> yeah man my very last shot on that western course from the from the ground blind there i mean i just totally whiffed and it was you know there was it was a bit of an uphill shot but not too bad i mean the distance yeah. wasn't crazy and i just 
So I hunt out of a ground blind predominantly. And Cole, I was walking up to this talking so much shit. I was like, oh, this is yeah. last shot. I was like, this is my my wheelhouse. This is what I'm talking about. On the knees too. All right. It was what 50 yards? Yeah. So my sight tape looks like it was made by hieroglyphics. <laughs> And and I in, I'm in that ground blind and I dial it in and I just shoot straight over the back. I had it set at 60 and it mm-hmm. was at 50. So then I readjusted and got it. But I think what was cool was, was whenever you was shooting Cole, you probably never thought about shooting an animal laying down that was bedded. Yeah. And that, we walked up on the deer. Was yeah, it? it was a deer. It was a coos deer, wasn't yeah, it? It was deer. small. So that I think this is a great segue into one of the questions I was thinking about is is we're we're talking about all of our shots and everything, but like. <laughs> Maybe what was your guys's favorite and why, you know? And, and also, like, if you missed one or you had a bad shot, do you know why you had a bad shot? For me, I think that last shot on the western course from the ground blind kneeling was a 50-yard shot uphill. That was the one that, like, especially because it was the last shot of the day and you don't want to end on a, on a bad note. And I shot fairly well for the most part because some of those some of those shots just put me in positions that I've never been in before. Hitting the pronghorn at a hundred was you know on on basically just Kentucky windage and and what you know doing what felt right. That was a that was a fun moment. But that last one that was what bothered me. I don't I don't know what happened. I think I might have just been I might have just fucked it up. Yeah. I might have just pulled it because I shot right underneath it. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe I you know maybe I didn't didn't adjust properly but that was the one that's like sometimes that's the thing about archery is you can go back and you replay that shot in your head and it can be tough to identify what you actually did wrong in that moment and that's where you know on a 3d course like this it, it's going to push you to <laughs> to try to to try to dial your shit in and yeah. it's, it ain't always going to work yeah roger what about you i think the two favorite ones i had was on the big western course, you know, we had the, the really steep angle black bear, like, what, 40, 45 yards? The one that was up? Yeah, the one that was up. Yeah. And then, coincidentally, right after that was the next animal downhill at, at about 70. 70. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I smacked both of them. And just having, you know, the confidence that these steep angle shots up and down, you know, I'm preparing. Like I was talking to Garrett. I want to go OTC Colorado. and a lot more steep than the eastern hills of Tennessee so getting in that you know confidence that hey I can make these steep steep angle shots at those distances which is going to be right in line with what I probably see out there was was money I guess like the the one I really whiffed that thing about yesterday was that big one of our largest targets the the buffalo at 50 and I just rushed it and just sent it skipping into the river (laughs) And I was like, as soon as I was like, sorry, Perry. I owe you a dozen, man. Was, we, we saw that thing skip. Yeah. Is, you, you were just like, you're like, I think it's somewhere around I'm here. Like, Perry and I were like, we're not looking because no, we know it's that in that shot, river. It, it, it hit low. It skipped way high. I don't know. I don't know. I think that was, I think that arrow was not seated properly. It wasn't knocked yeah, off. Yeah, the that's way, what we talked about. Or maybe it had fallen off of the rest, the drop away rest, or something happened there. And that's, you know, that's. That just goes to you were shooting a bow that you'd never shot before. Is my bow with you know my setup? You shot well though for shooting shot, something that and, and wasn't like same with Cole yeah. shooting your rig. Like I mean, that's you know, it's it's hard to do to just pick up someone else's bow, practice a couple of times, and actually be able to you know make shots. So I, I honestly I think that one was just I think something wasn't right with that arrow and it yeah. just because it wasn't even <laughs> that fucker was gone. <laughs> 
I like the zebra on the exotics course because I just started shooting with Garrett. We come in cold. We didn't practice. We didn't practice the night before. Driving up, and I mean, y'all have been coming across the country, and and Garrett's had his bow knocking around in the trailer and everything. I mean, it's in a case and all, but still, when you travel, you need to, you know, I, I would recommend everybody listening, if you come to attack, hit the practice range, feel good about it a little bit before you go out there. But I didn't, and we went out, and third shot was 100 yards on that zebra. And whenever I hit it, my confidence level just grew. And I immediately started shit talking. <laughs> and I immediately felt like I could shoot better, and I did. I shot well on the exotics course, and and I enjoyed that the most. Probably was getting out to that hundred on the third shot of the day was fun. And then my least favorite was definitely just the brawl side complete miss of that goat. There was no <laughs> 40, <laughs> forty yards, just you know yeah. probably the easiest shot on the whole entire course. And just shot right over it. No excuses, no reason why it just happened. And that's the beauty of it, I think. I think looking or just thinking about uh, our course yesterday, um, I think by far my my favorite was, um, gosh, I'm trying to think. That's a tough one. I, I, I don't think I can choose just one because I enjoyed oh, yeah. it so much. I, I enjoyed uh, just – the, the different positions, the different angles, you know, having to thread the needle a little bit, going in between uh, a couple trees, different scenarios. But um, the the one that I missed yesterday, uh, I think it was the only one that I missed, was that coos deer laying down. Um, and this is, you, you brought up, you know, the bedded deer, and this is what got me thinking about it. You know, That's it's tough, dude. That was a tough, that, tough animal. That, that, was a, that was a particularly tough shot for me because I've never practiced uh, – in a, or put myself in a scenario of a bedded deer of like, okay, it's bedded, you know, it, it was a little broadside to us, you know, and, and so just how much smaller it actually gets. One, it's a coos deer, it's tiny, right. you know, and then how much more smaller it gets when it's bedded. And the um, grass was tall too. Grass was tall too, so it was, it was just tough. That was a hard one, and I was getting frustrated in my head because I'm like, I, I couldn't, I couldn't just figure it out. I, I tried putting, you know, the lining the side up on it and just trying to figure out, okay, do I try to aim a little high, a little low? Like, where, where should I be going with this one? Um, and I'd, I got frustrated with myself because I couldn't figure it out. And what I should have done was uh, probably, um, I don't know what you call it, but you're, you're in position. You kind of put the arrow back forward. Let you down know, or let yeah, off. Yeah. Let off. I should have let off and just taken a step back and, and thought about it more. But um, I, I rushed myself. I was just like, you can do it. You know, already been holding it the bow uh uh in position and what i ended up doing was i i pulled and i jerked a little bit instead of kind of having that trigger finger just smooth and and catch you by surprise i i popped it i rushed it and uh went right over its back you know i think if i had aimed you know just a couple inches lower it would have been good but um that that was a hard one i i thought about it a lot yesterday i kind of beat myself up for it i was like damn you know i i told chad i wasn't going to lose an arrow so of course I'm I'm behind uh, that deer looking for it. As I'm talking shit, saying Cole's not allowed to shoot again if he doesn't find this arrow, and I take the long shot on the goat while, while he's looking <laughs> for it, and he you finds his it. arrow. You found I it. I found yeah. it. Yeah, I didn't lose. I didn't lose any. So I I found all your arrows. I I told you I wasn't going to lose any. <laughs> but please please break down your shot that the the last shot of the day for you the best shot that I think you made and on and beat us all out on the last. 
made up fake fairy tale animal at yeah. the end right there. What what is that? It's what a, a muskox. muskox. That is not a real animal. It's, it's, <laughs> it's a real thing, Chad. Yeah, We're gonna for, get you some books, Chad. It's fine. Yeah. I think uh yeah, I need a lot of pictures. <laughs> I think between Luke and Carter, I think there's a children's book out there that's got a picture of it somewhere. Uh, we'll we'll make sure we mail it to you so you can learn. I want a children's know. book about this animal <laughs> written by Derek. It's, it's a, we'll we'll get you to a Scholastic Book Fair. They still do those, right? Sure. So yeah, last shot of the day on that muskox. Um, I think it was intended to be a 45 yard shot, but we decided to go. Back a little further. And by we, we mean Chad. Chad, Chad said, hey, this is... Push it back. Yeah, Chad Push said, hey, this is too easy. Let's just shoot from the road. Shoot and from I was, the road. <laughs> and I was like, road hunting. This is my kind of thing, you know? <laughs> uh, <laughs> can I just do this from the truck? You know, just kind of put <laughs> put the bow. Yeah, I turn around and Cole has a flashlight out. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I think it ended up being 60, 62, 64 yards for us. We, we were uh, looking at it. Um, so last shot of the day, uh, and and this was the furthest shot I think we took. Um, on it was that world record course. On that world record course, correct. Yeah. Um, furthest shot you took. Fur- <laughs> <laughs> I hit yeah. that antelope. Yep. Furthest shot I took, and and at the practice course, I I only gotten I don't know maybe five or six practice shots at fifty. Um, and and so this one was just a little intimidating, but I think what I had luck. With it being the last shot, I built up my confidence throughout the course, but also I I had a lot of confidence in the equipment that I was using. So I I started to get comfortable with Chad's bow. I I had all the confidence in the world with his equipment, you know, and and knowing that it's going to shoot straight for me. So backing up, you know, twelve yards from my my practice shot uh, of fifty was it, while a little intimidating. It it wasn't too terrible. Um, it, it was just going out there saying, hey, I know what to do. I just need to relax, take my time, just remember all the little things that people have been correcting, adjusting, um, um, and and helping me out with, uh, especially form, uh, is a big thing, and, and just getting after it. So uh, releasing that arrow, and, you know, it's just like that one second where everybody gets quiet, and you hear the thump, and you're just like, yes. Like, <laughs> I don't care where it is right now. Uh, just that that's one of the happiest sounds. Um, and you and, smoked it. Yeah. Oh, he, oh, he, he did. Us all he out, buddy. There was no engine on that one. He got <laughs> it all the way. And what was probably tough, I don't know if it was tougher for you. I don't know if you think the same way I do, but everybody was talking while everybody's shooting. But every time Cole stepped up, everybody got quiet because they're like, is he going to do a good shot again? Because he's been shooting well. Yeah. And we're like, well, let's see what Cole's going to do. Is he, he's, he's the newest one on the course. Everybody gets quiet. And it's yeah. just you sitting there. And and I mean, to me, what's the what, what I picked up from you was that you said the thump. Yeah. I hear the thump, and I'm happy. That's all yep. I care about, and yep. that's that's what draws me in too. Yeah, it's I don't know. That's that's getting kind of addicting. You know, when you go out and, and shoot your rifle and you're hitting a steel target, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. hear that, and you're just like, all right, thwack. the thwack. But this, like, I don't know what it is, but it's 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 a different sound. But it's also just like it's a little different feeling. It feels a little more uh, intimate. Um, maybe just because it's so close and I can I can really see it with my eyes, even though my vision is shit. You know, I can still see uh, some of the fletching on the back. But that that thump, that's uh, that's what was getting me going. So every time someone was taking a shot and we heard that thump, we were like, this is going to be a good one. Well, dude, just, just dial that up to 11 when it actually comes time 
yeah on for a, an for animal a real animal because you know you get that thwack and and it's like you said it's so much more intimate i mean we've talked about it ad nauseum but i you know can't tell you how many deer i've killed with a rifle and that first bow kill you know it was a 20 yard yeah. shot on a doe opening day of archery three years ago and man i was like a little kid all over again just excited for hunting again on, yeah. you know over a doe and like just the man it's just that exhilaration yeah. of, of hearing that thwack you know you just know you popped her double long and sure enough you know 60 yards later there she is piled up when it's when it's on a when it's on an animal and you, you put in the time to control you know control your form you know work on those details make the yep. you know, put in the the, the practice is so yeah. much more rewarding yeah and luckily now uh we we still got a little bit of time you know until next year season so i yeah. this, is, this is the time to hey let's let's start getting after it let's start practicing and uh just preparing ourselves dude there's you get all the time in the world there's no reason why you shouldn't be able to be out there in a deer stand this fall with the bow in your hands yeah not right. the way you're oh. shooting i mean yeah you're great there, there's no reason why <laughs> if you don't <laughs> i'm gonna be a little right. disappointed Man, well, definitely looking forward to it. This is uh, this this is going to be a, uh, it's I don't know, it's exciting. It's 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 kind of just starting all over again. Um, I mean, hunting, you know, with a deer right or with rifle. Um, I mean, I still get excited. I still get the jitters every single time. But this is just like something brand new, and and I am feeling like a giddy little schoolgirl right now because I get y'all. Man, I have not stopped smiling this whole weekend and this has just been uh, such a great experience i wasn't smiling when i woke up this morning for damn sure <laughs> the the running joke right now with the other vendors is we're not hunt lift eat we're hunt lift drink we've been tiling <laughs> on too much but it's been fun it's been cool watching you cole just go through kind of your journey and it's got me excited again i've kind of gotten i won't say burnout but i've just been so busy my archery shooting has just kind of fallen off and being gone last year I actually brought my buddy here up, but only shot it twice. <clears throat> so now I'm kind of invigorated. I want to get back into it and get everything set up. And cause it's cool. It's a, it's very team building. It's very, it's like a group effort to you know get everybody in. And that was what was really cool. You know, kind of segueing into Cole having a golden horseshoe up his ass. God. <laughs> Math does awesome giveaways throughout the course of the weekend, and then at the social on Saturday night, they're they were running, they were selling deck of cards for drawings, and you know you can buy a card for 20 bucks or whatever and cole comes up and he's like i just spent 240 bucks on on <laughs> cards dang man i was like i don't know that i'd have done that i was like that's a quarter your cost your bow like he's like no no i have a feeling i got a feeling i got a feeling I was like me and carter were like he's an idiot he just, <laughs> <laughs> he just kept yelling to anybody who would listen i love to gamble <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> And he's got like more more cards than anybody. He looks like he's playing freaking spades. Yeah, <laughs> he does. It look it's like a spade deck. <laughs> he like hands me half of them at one point because he's like I'm drunk. I can't sort these. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> and uh, calls. I think the first one was a two hundred two hundred dollar release or something. And drawing. Brandon's going through it. Brandon's great at kind of building the anticipation. He's like, all right, if you got red, you're out, you know, and then just kind of goes through and whittles it down to where there's like three guys left and then calls Cole and Cole's all excited. And then 
Cole's trying to figure his life out, and he hands me the rest of the cards, and he's like, just, just go up there. And so I go up there for the next drawing for him, <laughs> and then he won that one, and that was, I don't even know, I think that was a, a fallaway uh, arrow rest or something like that. And we're like, damn. I was like, that's kind of disappointing, because there was a the big drawing was a $1,000 gift card to Elite. And we're like, how cool would it be if he could get this bow set up based off this drawing on the first weekend he learns how to shoot a bow, and... But I was like, man, he just won two. Like he's he's out on the bow. Like, Can't complain. Yeah, yeah. You know, he got he's got his release and his fall away rest. Like he's good. Sure enough, <laughs> Brandon whittles it down and Cole's right back up there. There's three of them. <laughs> with, and, with two of the and five Brandon cards like looks over at me and like gives me the eyes. And I was like, oh, I need to pull my phone out <laughs> and start recording it. He like looks at me like, what the fuck? <laughs> and Tucker was the one of the. Uh, little kids out here he's the one pulling the drawing just pulling them out of the five gallon bucket and brandon looks at me and was just like what is going on and sure enough old golden horseshoe <laughs> wins a thousand dollar elite gift card so he's gonna have a really good setup for that 240 dollar gamble he made hey, it's an investment <laughs> he investment. jumped up and down and you crushed brandon in a yeah. bear hug and like we were all like yeah, yeah. <laughs> i think chad ran in there like they just won the state championship yeah. like, oh, that was the best part is we up. just came off the western course <laughs> right. to be able to see and him you rolled up right for the final drive to see yeah. him win that was amazing that was cool and brandon made a good point he was like you know out of who here you know put in tickets to win this bow and you know 50 people raise their hands and yeah, he, he said, who, you know, who here has, who put in and has never shot a bow before? And there were just, it was Cole and then the guy pouring beers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't even affiliated with this event at all. He just bought a car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it was pretty cool, you know, like, pretty perfect. Like Garrett said, the script couldn't have been written any better. Still wonder if it's that twenty dollars you slipped in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I went up to Brandon. And I was like, I was like, did you rig that shit? <laughs> he was like, No, man. He's like, I was. He was like, What the fuck? <laughs> I was like, Man, you couldn't have, you couldn't have told that story better. So no, that was awesome. That was really cool. And now you got to go shoot some bows and figure out which which one you want and yeah, for build sure. it out. It's actually better that you got the gift card than winning a bow because now you you get options. You get a thousand dollars towards towards your build and your setup and elite makes great stuff so that's going to be awesome hell yeah what are your thoughts yeah. on it cole man i'm i'm just i'm stoked um i just i don't know it it, it definitely was a gamble but it's it's certainly paying off and this is uh i i'm just just fortunate lucky um and and just excited to, to start down this this journey um and and I know I've said this time and time again, but I've got I've surrounded myself and, and been fortunate enough to have great mentors um, such as you gentlemen here. Um, so I know like if even with this bow, like I I I don't know anything. So I'm going to be reaching out to every single one. I'm like, what about this or this? Like, what should I be looking for? Um, I mean, I just figured out what a draw length was yesterday, you know, so it's like I, I didn't even know what that was. So it's like I'm <laughs> this fucking guy. And then he comes out here and just waxes us, man. I'm I'm just I'm I'm just yeah. I'm super excited and I'm super happy and, and you know, thank you to H L E and, and Brandon and the math team. You know, this this has been amazing. Well we'll go get you a bow, man. We'll go get you squared away. Yes, sir. He's got to get him trained up. He's going to do the fitness challenge next time. Good, yeah, next time. 
yeah. next year. How was that, Carter? What was your... Uh... <laughs> I think I almost had a heart attack, for real. <laughs> I think you might have had a small one. Yeah. So the event here is, is small. It's the first time out in Georgia. Uh, Saturday ended up being a good turnout, but you know, not that many folks camped out here. You know, I think when you get some of these Western shoots that MAF does, people are like kind of traveling into the ski resort or whatever, and a lot of people stay on site. And uh, so that, I think that's one of the reasons we got to do a better job of marketing and messaging and getting the word out on on the Mountain Fitness Challenge. But it was honestly good to kind of it was let us it figure was, it out it, and work through some stuff. Exactly. Just you know, I, I immediately actually just scaled it back after we built the course, and I was like, this is probably too much. Like, so we rolled it back. But basically, what what it looked like was we had five lanes on the practice course uh, at different distances anywhere from 20 to 50 yards so you have five targets in each lane there was a different exercise with the sandbag so first one was a shuttle sprint second one was sandbag get-ups the next one were sandbag bear crawls the next one were sandbag lunges and then the final one was uh ground overhead and you would finish whatever that workout was in the lane and then go up to the firing line, shoot your arrow, and then run back. And you had to maintain positive control of your bow and the sandbag the whole time. And <clears throat> at first, we <laughs> we only had one guy that came down, and Carter was like, I'll run it. We had planned on just kind of, you know, judging it. And so Carter ran through it, and then Rick showed up a little late because we, we all stayed up late the night before. And then Carter was like, fuck it, I'll run it again. So he got to do it back-to-back. -back. Yeah, couldn't let those guys do it by themselves. And it was good, man. It was a little smoker. Took me like seven minutes the first time, and then six minutes the second time, and then I fucking had a heart attack. <laughs> 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 the maintaining control of your bow and your sandbag the whole time was—I really like that aspect because it's—you have to think, right? You're not just working; it's not just the work output. You have to think through everything, and then all the targets are at different distances, so you're carrying your bow and your sandbag, and then your judge follows you with your arrows and gives you the arrow when you get to the firing line and. Then you have to judge distance and dial your bow. I was shooting Perry's single pin and trying to dial while my heart's exploding out of my chest. And <laughs> it was a really good event. I like it. Yeah, I think the the really good benefit of doing kind of stress shoots is the just it's the stress inoculation, right? Like it doesn't simulate necessarily you know, obviously you're going to way higher intensity than you ever would on a hunt. Like you're never going to, even if you're moving on a fast stalk, you're not going to be running that hard. Or, but what it does is, is your body is in a stress environment. You've got the competition. You've got the guy next to you, which ups the stakes. Yeah. And that's where you're like, you, you, you want to rush, but then you've got to like take the second to run through your process Yeah. to actually make sure you're, you're moving in that, you know, Joel Turner talks about it with like shot IQ, like an open loop or closed loop. And if you're running open loop the whole time, you're going to be missing targets. You're going to be slinging arrows. You got to get into that closed loop where you're actually mindful of what's going on. You're not in that just like reactive blackout state. And that's something that has to be practiced. And you've got to work through your process for that and build the way you do that and what works for you. And that's what I think that type of event is really going to really hits and trains and it's something i think we need to do more of even when we're doing our own i've already decided we're going to do that same thing at the rendezvous hell yeah and we'll just run, make everybody get out there and run it and it'll be a good time yeah and uh i'll bring my bow this time yeah for sure because like 
I'm gonna have some more arrowless pills, so I can. <laughs> I, I couldn't even do it because I only had three, and you need five. <laughs> but no, I, I, I'm excited. I think the future for us doing these events, partnered with MAF, and then doing these ev- the, these events on our own is gonna be really cool. I think there's that aspect of it. I, I think we need it in hunting, and there's a couple of companies that I've done done a little bit of it, but I think that th- there's a lot of room, and we need to do more. So yeah, I agree. I agree. But yeah, we'll uh, we can go ahead and we'll get some closing co- comments and thoughts from everybody and wrap this one up. Cole, why don't you kick us off? Um, not much more to say on on my end, but just uh, appreciate you guys. Um, you know, thank you for for just being patient and great mentors uh, to to myself and and other people around here. Um, you know, this is all. Uh, brand new for me um and and i couldn't have surrounded myself with with better people to uh to help me out with that so thank you thank you man we appreciate you coming out and helping us and it's just awesome to you you bring a a youthful positive energy to, to everything waking <laughs> up just hung over his shit and Cole, cole's just smiling a big old grin and he's like i feel like shit yeah you know? <laughs> meanwhile i'm sitting here wanting to just smash my face into the wall yeah like, there's they're starting to be a common thing i'm starting to notice a common theme between the you know wyoming florida <laughs> and now here that we we've linked up um there, there seems to be this this theme where hey we we don't see each other for a long time then we do we have a few uh, uh, choice of beverages uh, till about two in the morning, and then we wake up at five a.m. and we're like, "Let's get after it." So, uh, yeah, just uh, appreciate the hangovers and uh, whoever brought liquid IV or goodies or something. I appreciate you too. <laughs> <laughs> um, and and that uh, that cooler full of water has never tasted better. So we need to get sponsored by the one of these. Uh, actual IV, <laughs> yes. IV companies. <laughs> I need liquid IV right here. I keep in my pocket. <laughs> yeah. We just need to get one of the... We'll just have Perry's wife come out with a couple banana bags and a, and actually stick us. Wow, that would be amazing. That's what we need. Get us a little more function. Yeah. yeah no, it's, it's been great. The, the, the team and the boys and, and the ladies that we have on the team, we didn't have any come out this time, but... That's what makes this for me, and it's just a blast. I, I love it. So much fun. We actually, I mean, we got comp- compliments about that. Um, Rick, who walked with us on the course yesterday, was like, hey, how long have you guys known each other? I was like, well, I just met Chad yesterday, met Cole yesterday. And he's like, you all act like you've known each other for years. And that's the biggest thing I take away from this team and appreciate is just how we're all similar and we get together and just the way we can just immediately connect over you know, experiences in our lives and hunting and everything and continue to just push each other to be better. It's, it's amazing. Yeah, for sure. Now for me, the, the obviously hanging out with everybody and seeing everybody is my favorite part. I mean, I, I love it. Yeah. Was I excited to come to my first 3d shoot? Was I excited <laughs> to get out here? Cause I mean, that's predominantly what I do is bow hunt. I loved it, but hanging out with all you guys and, and honestly watching Cole, I mean, I can't harp on that enough. Like, Oh, 100%. When, when we did the campfire stories and uh, Perry said it was my turn on Friday night in front of the group, I, I have no reason to stand up there and tell anybody about any of the small animals that I've killed or the shots <laughs> that I've missed. <laughs> like, they're, they're all talking about shooting these bull elks and this deadfall and everything, and I'm like, yeah, that's awesome. Y'all want to hear about my little eight-point pie ball this year? No. <laughs> the Cole shooting my bow and learning and then seeing his grin when he won mm-hmm. the gift card last night – couldn't put it past that but 
camaraderie is, is the biggest thing with Huntley Feet, and yes. I and I love it. And people, again, I've had I, last night at the at the social, I was walking around saying, "How long do you think me and this guy's known each other?" And same thing, just getting guesses from people, and they think five years minimum. And that's one thing that I always tell members on these chats and these Zoom calls that we do. I mean, just. I don't feel weird about coming and meeting a bunch of dudes you've only met on the internet. Well, okay. I mean, that's how, that, that's <laughs> well, how Luke and uh, Carter got started. Exactly. Yeah. So, so, so just step out because you don't understand that we we welcome everyone with open arms whenever it yeah. comes to this, and and just just Unless get out there and do it. No vegans. Uh, yeah, no vegans. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck hell. But I mean, that, that to me that was the the best part. Yeah. I mean, just coming out and seeing all you guys and just makes me excited for the next time I'm going to come see all you dudes. I mean, that's just how it is for me. And then obviously the courses cannot thank Brandon enough, cannot thank him and his team and his staff enough about the way they set this up and the way it's designed. Mm -hmm. And once it catches traction, this thing's going to take off and I believe in it. And and everybody who's taking a risk and taking a gamble on him. I mean, we appreciate y'all too especially for the partnership that Luke and him made, giving us the opportunity to come and be a part of this. Yep. Couldn't couldn't thank y'all enough. Yeah, Brandon's awesome. That's what really, when I met Brandon the first time, it was actually through a Zoom call, and I immediately was like, yep, this is this is where I want to you know be. This is the, the community that I want to partner with. And like just doing the campfire stories, that was, that was something that I, I don't think a lot of events and these types of things they do enough of and it's bringing folks together you know we were sitting there and talking about you know, none of these stories were about the biggest animals that were killed it was always some profound moment that was like a lesson learned and it's like sharing that and, and teaching each other and learning through mis- each other's mistakes and successes and it's cool you know and then you're, you're out there having drinks and having a good time and we were we had i had a bunch of uh gar that i john and i killed bow fishing uh, gator from the gator that I killed with Cole and with Carter and then we've got a bunch of other meat we actually got to cook for lunch today and just like making all this food and there in camp and everybody coming by and trying it and everybody's like man you changed my life I didn't know you could eat gar and I was like I didn't either yeah. till today you know we threw that in the fryer and it actually turned out really good and like it's just cool and there's something about guys that are passionate about hunting and fitness and in food and cooking and because everything to me you know happens a lot of times around the table right you break bread with somebody it's there's something about the human experience where that's like a a big thing and you see that at these events when everybody comes together and we're we're eating food we're sharing stories and you just it's a i don't know it's just a really cool community i think that that word's been tossed around a lot this weekend it's just community and that's what this is and it's awesome so i can't thank brandon uh probably do another pod at some point soon and and brandon and i'll recap and talk about what we're doing on the way forward but i mean it, it's great i'm very excited so if you guys are out there look go to uh just google mountain archery fest look at the events find the closest event to you and go sign up it's well worth the money to be out there spend the weekend meet all these guys plug in and start you know getting into this community and then we're going to be at per- the purgatory resort shoot in durango colorado june 9th through 11th we're going to be running this fitness challenge I tossed a reel up of it and I got a bunch of feedback. Everybody's like, where can we sign up? That's where you go sign up through MAF's website and let's let's get after this. It's going to be a great time. I'm going to work on getting some sponsors for some giveaways and prizes for this next one. And I've already got some other gear already earmarked. We'll give away some HLE swag and some of that. And 
it's going to be awesome. So definitely come out, plug in, get involved in this type of stuff, and just stay after it. So I just think, think you know, to you guys, our, our team, and the work that you put in. I'm not paying any of you. You got to come out here. You help set up, tear down our booth, and get me way too drunk. It's all y'all's fault. <laughs> <laughs> I had no accountability. <laughs> Y'all were just forcing my mouth open. Yeah. And, you know, and it's awesome. So I just, from the bottom of my heart, thank you guys. And, and, and thanks to our listeners and our customers and our fans, just the community we're building here. I'm just excited as hell, and it's awesome. So thanks, y'all. You want to mention team expansion? Yeah. Yeah, Carter just uh, mentioned something I should be talking about. So we're getting ready to open applications for the team. Uh, we, we paused usually we do them January and then like September, August, September. And we've been overhauling the website, brand new website. Go check it out. Way better uh, than the one that I built. Uh, this one's actually professional and, and looks really good. But that's done. We're checking off a bunch of boxes on just a lot of just things we needed to do foundationally and structurally within our company to really set ourselves up for big growth and expansion going forward. So we're checking all that off, and now we're ready to expand the team again. We're running applications. I don't have hard dates yet, but within the next three weeks, they'll be back open. You guys will be able to go through the website, go to the join the team, all the instructions and everything's there. Drop your application. We'll take your applications, review them. Uh, we've got everything's broken up regionally now, so we've got regional team leads. There's eight regions across the U.S. and Canada, and so you'll be able to really plug in with folks that are near you geographically. And then also, you know, the, the team nationally at large, and we'll go through and we'll start the interviews. And as soon as we uh, get that rolling, you'll be talking to any, you know, if you're in the southeast, you're going to be talking to Carter. If you're in the Mountain West, you'll be talking to Rob. You know, we've got all, all sorts of folks coming in and, and doing these interviews, so it's going to be really cool. And then if you get selected, I'll, I'll jump on a call, talk to everybody, and uh, we'll just go from there. So definitely come out, join the team. It's well, well worth it. It's awesome. So uh, we appreciate it. Thanks, everybody.